Henry Horner, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Matthew chapter 12, moving on to verses 22 through 29. On our previous study, taken from verses 15 through 21, we saw Jesus leaving the synagogue after healing the man with a deformed hand and going to the Sea of Galilee, where he continued to heal all those who were sick. Even the Gentiles from Tyre and Sidon were part of his audience, perhaps the first fruits of the great Gentile harvest contemplated in Isaiah's prophecy. Now here in today's verses, we see once again the great power of Jesus to heal. Matthew tells us that a man who was demon-possessed, blind, and mute was brought to Jesus and was healed. All the people were astonished by what they had seen and said, Could this be the son of David? Apparently, at this point, the common people who had witnessed this miracle were ready to acknowledge that Jesus just may be their Messiah. But when the religious leaders, the Pharisees, and Mark tells us that even some of the scribes from as far away as Jerusalem who had come to collect material for a charge against him, saw this great miracle. They said that he could do this only because he had the power given to him by Satan. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, responded, A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself, and how shall his kingdom stand? Now, here are verses 22 through 29, and Matthew writes, Then a demon-possessed man, he was both blind and unable to talk, was brought to Jesus, and Jesus healed him so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed. Maybe Jesus is the Messiah, they exclaimed. But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, He can cast out demons because he is Satan, king of devils. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, A divided kingdom ends in ruin. A city or home divided against itself cannot stand. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is fighting himself and destroying his own kingdom. And if, as you claim, I am casting out demons by invoking the power of Satan, Then what power do your own people use when they cast out demons? Let them answer your accusation. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. One cannot rob Satan's kingdom without first binding Satan. Only then can his demons be cast out. My shepherd, I'll walk with him always. He leads me by still waters, I'll walk with him always. Always, always, I'll walk with him always. Always, always, I'll walk with him always. Shepherd, I walk with him always. He leads me by 
Our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus did not measure up to man's expectations. Interesting. Jesus, the Son of God, didn't measure up to man's hopes and anticipations. He wasn't what humans expected and hoped he would be. Interestingly enough, that is still man's problem. Man does not want the God who is. That God isn't to man's liking. Under sin, we want a God according to our own ideas. If man wrote a Bible, a portrait of God, it would be a lot different from God's self-portrait in his word. When Jesus the Messiah came, man didn't like what they saw. The people of Israel in Matthew's day were eagerly looking for the promised Messiah to come. But when he came, many of them didn't want him. He did not meet their expectations. At that time, the nation wasn't free to pursue its own destiny. Rome was calling the shots. They expected a person, a Messiah, who would force the enemy to its knees, one who would mobilize his people and motivate them to successful action, to revolution. It's great to be free, but that wasn't in God's plan yet. As Matthew, the writer of the first gospel, talks to his people about the Messiah, he presents Jesus as the one who fulfilled the promises of the Hebrew prophets. To tangibly prove his claims, Jesus performed acts which the prophets had predicted that the Messiah would perform, but some in Israel couldn't see it. They couldn't recognize truth, and they called him a devil, or close to it. Listen to Matthew's words in chapter 12, 22-29. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him, so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. 
Well, Jesus supernaturally healed the man, something that the Messiah would do. The people said, might this one really be the Messiah? They at least were fair enough to entertain that possibility. The Pharisees didn't. Their mind was closed to truth. They wouldn't, couldn't, or didn't want to recognize truth. When man's mind is closed to truth and determined not to open it, even a miracle won't open it. In fact, these Pharisees concluded that Jesus was doing his deeds by the power of Satan. In order to keep people from accepting Jesus as the Messiah, these Pharisees had an immediate explanation for this act of Jesus. He was given the power by the devil himself. That was their solution. That his authority over demons came from the prince of demons himself. They attributed the work of Jesus Christ to Satan. Jesus, as always, employs some flawless logic in his threefold answer. First, if he drove out the demon by the power of the prince of demons, then Satan was working against Satan. Why would the devil allow this demon to be driven out when he already controlled the man? It didn't make sense to say that Jesus was in league with the devil to defeat the devil. Their logic was at best flawed. Such logic was irrational. Second, there were Jewish contemporaries of Jesus who claimed to expel demons and cure people. If Jesus did so by the power of Satan, then their contemporaries must also do so by the same power. Of course, the Pharisees were not willing to admit that. So Jesus' first two points clearly refuted the Pharisees' claim. The only alternative is obvious. Jesus said, I drive out demons by the Spirit of God. When God invaded history in Jesus, he also invaded Satan's territory. Satan's defeat was certain already even before the cross. Jesus said in verse 29, How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first tries up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. Jesus had the authority by the Spirit of God to freely enter Satan's house, his territory. The demonic world was open to Jesus only if he was God himself. Here was one who was greater than Satan, and to him even the demonic world had to bow. It's a sad fact that sin has clouded the minds of humans to the point that we miss the truth even when the logic of it is flawless. These Pharisees missed the truth of Jesus the Messiah. Logic alone will not convince man against his will. Finally, it is only the Spirit of God who can convince man that Jesus really was who he claimed to be, the Messiah who came to save his people from their sins, as Matthew put it in chapter 1, verse 21. You can close your mind to him and miss him, or you can open your heart to him and receive him.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.